from the Mercy One Studio. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, cindyschulte.com, and Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Thank you for choosing to join us today, this morning, here at Catholic Women Now Coffee Table. Um, we're delighted you're here. Good morning. I'm Chris Magruder, and we're enjoying the sunshine. I'm getting ready to go on vacation, so I'm really excited. She is like <laughs> ready and out of here, ladies, gentlemen. She's no, gone. Not, not totally. I'm so excited to hear from Mark Mallet today. Yes, I know he is. If, if in case you haven't heard of him, Mark Mallet is a, a Canadian singer, songwriter, Catholic evangelist, and speaker, and he has a blog, a blog that's called the Now Word that he blogs on pretty regularly. And I've been following him for several years. And right before we went on the air. We got a text from one of our listeners said, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you knew Mark. Well, not really personally, but yeah. <laughs> but we will after today. Yeah, we all, we'll become best friends, right? They'll be coming today. over for dinner. Um, <laughs> oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, he's going to be joining us today. And we're, he wrote a really thoughtful piece um, a, co- a, a week and a half ago or so on the Eucharist about receiving in the hand, receiving on the tongue. And he's been getting a lot of emails from his um followers about the whole changes with the the decorum we're following now with the guidelines with the covid and receiving on the on the hand and uh, receiving in the t- or receiving on the tongue and and you know yeah. i i st- have struggled a little bit with that myself I, so I, yeah you know and i've heard from a lot of people we've so been in be- lots, lots of conversations about this so he has presented a nice balanced approach we're going to go through a little bit of the historical significance of it um some of the things the saints have said throughout mm-hmm. the history um saint faustina mm-hmm. uh, you'll be surprised to hear what he has to say about St. Faustina. Right, and if you're struggling, by the end of the show, you won't be. That's right. You know, whichever way you receive, it it does bring you a lot of peace to hear this information. Yes, yes. So we're excited to have him on Mm -hmm. So this morning. Well, should we start in prayer? Mm -hmm. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I don't know if a lot of people have heard about this. I just found out about it from an email you sent to me Mm -hmm. yesterday. But the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property has launched a rosary crusade. For to restore America to order, which is a beautiful, beautiful mission, and the Rosary Crusade travels with the statues of Our Lady of Fatima right. and throughout the country, and they plan to have a Rosary Rally this Saturday here in Des Moines, um, June twentieth at four p.m. on the Capitol steps, and they're asking we're at they're asking for her Immaculate Heart to triumph in America, and asking Our Lady to cover the country with her blessings, and so you can learn more about this at Rosary Caravans at tfp.org tf as in frank p as in patrick.org yes and search for the rosary campaign to restore america so yeah grab your kids grab your rosary and join in it's our greatest weapon it is i know Mm -hmm. i think about that bishop Mm -hmm. in africa who was praying for his people because was it boko haran yes was was ravishing memory ravishing his country and he was praying and 
um, Jesus appeared to him and he handed had him a sword. sword. And when he took it, it turned into the rosary. Yes. So it is the sword of protection. The sword of truth is the rosary. It's 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 our most powerful weapon, truly. And I think um, you and I have seen, you know, some powerful miracles with the rosary. When, when we pray it, all of a sudden it's like, whoa! You know, why why don't why are we surprised? I know. <laughs> why are we surprised? Um, a friend of ours, Marilyn Lane, uh, follows this French nun. I don't know her name, but she had said that praying the rosary, especially after Mass. And especially with a group, is like a nuclear bomb going off. And mm. I just love that image. Mm-hmm. It's like Our Lady is wearing combat boots, right. and she is just like. Well, and remember, there were a lot of monks um, when the bomb. I believe it was in Nagasaki went off. Yes, and and they were not affected by any radiation. They were right where it hit, right within blocks of it, at least. Nothing happened to their monastery. Yes, it's I a mean, beautiful miracles with that rosary it is mm-hmm. it is i think we've mm-hmm. done some shows on it maybe it's time to do another one later yes yeah. uh, we're practically doing one right now aren't yeah we? <laughs> well thank you to cindy schulte of farm bureau financial services for underwriting catholic women now cindy's an authorized independent agent with wellmark blue cross blue shield of iowa and she's here to make insurance simple for you she's committed to helping you prepare for the future and protect what matters most to you so you can go to her for any stages in life wherever you are and she is on the web at cindyschulte.com or at 515-226-2111 such an easy phone number yes love yes. that do you say it in your sleep <laughs> yes i do <laughs> well this is catholic women now broadcasting from um the mercy one studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to speak in with Mark Mallett, blogger, speaker, Catholic evangelist from Canada, on receiving the Eucharist in the hand or receiving the Eucharist on the tongue. So stay tuned. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary'sMealsUSA.org The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to CTOIowa.org
Well, welcome back. This is Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we are delighted today to bring in a guest, Mark Mallett. He's a Canadian singer-songwriter, Catholic evangelist, and author. He was a, uh, he left his successful television journalist career in 2000 to tour extensively throughout North America, including here in the United States, and he gives missions and concerts, and he's been on uh, EWTN's Life on the Rock. And several years ago, while he was um, singing a song for masses and stuff, he felt drawn to the church to pray before the Blessed Sacrament. I find this so interesting. And it was there he heard the Lord calling him in his heart to become a watchman for his generation, Mm -hmm. which Pope John Paul II talked about at World Youth Day in Toronto, Canada. Mm -hmm. So he's under the care of his spiritual director. Mark began to publish his blog journal to help prepare the church for the dramatic times we live in. And a summary of his writings, if you'd like to go check them out, which I highly recommend, is on um, the blog. Um, the Final it? Confrontation? No, it, well, I've just lost it. Here we go. Oh. That was his book. He published okay. a book in okay. 2009 called The Final Con- Confrontation, and he has a webcast at EmbracingHope.tv. So welcome, Mark, to Catholic Women Now. Good morning, ladies. You know, and the one thing that Julie didn't add is that you have eight children. You're a well-rounded man. Well, it was my wife who was more well-rounded, <laughs> but you know that. <laughs> eight times. Okay. And I did know that you put it's three girls and five boys in that order. Wow. <laughs> That's right. We had the babysitters first, three girls and then the five boys, and that worked out pretty well for us. Oh, well, oh you bet. thought you were going to be outnumbered, and then you took, you took cold, huh? <laughs> I did. I was starting to think, well, there goes the mallet name, you know, and then the, <laughs> suddenly five boys popped out. So. And it wow. lives on. It wow. lives on. So, so you're in Canada. You live on a small farm in Western Canada, I see. So welcome to yeah, the, coming to here. Yeah, thank to, you. Being with us. Thank you. And I just to clear up for your readers, um, you know, somebody down in the States asked me not long ago, they said, so you're in Canada. So have you have you ever seen an igloo? And I what? said, uh, yes, I have. I can't remember which issue of National, National Geographic it was, though. <laughs> so just want to clear that up. Well, 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 you know what? People think Iowa is where we grow potatoes, so we can kind of yes. understand that a little bit. Yeah, or that we're all right. about, we have nothing but farms here, too. I know it is funny how everybody <laughs> yeah. has their own perspectives of different states. And we have chickens in our front yards. Mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh, yeah. do you? Yeah, yeah, we just got our chickens yesterday. We got little <laughs> chicks sitting up there, getting ready to raise them. Yep. Oh, well, we're at the point in our church now. People are wearing masks at mass. And, uh-huh. um, you know, we on one hand, we have to wear masks, you know, in mass, but we don't have to when we go to the grocery store. We can do one thing, but we can't. there's a lot of things that are not logical necessarily that are happening. And there's a lot of hurt and kind of some anger out there. It seemed like there's a lot of contradictions and inconsistencies that people have. And, you know, everybody's feeling a little betrayed here and there. And, you know, we're talking to people that are upset because... Um, people are upset because they want to still receive on the tongue, and there are people that want to receive on the tongue, and then they can't receive yes. on the tongue. Or you know, it just depends on what church you're going. So that's inconsistent too. So um, you know, we know that the bishops are trying their best. They are working hard at it. It's it's all new for them too. Yeah. So yeah. So, so what do you say about all this, Mark? <laughs> Well, I, I think you make some excellent points. I mean, uh, anybody with um, who's reasonable would say, okay, well, we we have this situation. Um, and you know, taking prudent steps is would be important. I mean, personally, I feel that isolating the the sick and isolating the vulnerable, which is what we've always done in in past pandemics, would be the reasonable route. But you have underscored what has frustrated so many people. You can walk in a restaurant, 
and you can you can sit down at a table you can sit there for two hours no masks laughing talking visiting and then you walk out no one knows who you are but we have parishes and it and you, like you said it depends on the parish you have some parishes you walk in you have to sign a book not only with your name but who you've been in contact with you have to wear a mask you have to sit far apart you cannot sing i mean forget about laughing and talking in a restaurant you can't even sing in your parish um so you've got all these strange inconsistencies and i think that's why people are upset and we can see you know there's there's one way we're being treated in public and one way we're being treated in the church and you know what I don't blame people for saying this is not right. Something's really funky here. And I agree with it. Um, and I have more to say about that on a different level, because I think the persecution of the church is very close on a, on, you know, as we see laws being changed in your country, my country, uh, there's a bigger story here going on. And I think, honestly, I think this is part of it. I, I, I agree with you. I think the bishops are trying to do their best but Catholics are frustrated, and I, I don't blame them. You know, it's interesting because, you know, just saying that there's stuff coming that we don't know. The first time I went to Mass and everybody had a mask on, it, I was so frustrated, and I, I had a really hard time concentrating because I felt like we were all being muzzled, yeah. you know, metaphorically already. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I don't like that, and we need to stand up, and you know. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> well, I think another pr- uh, thing, too, it kind of goes back to those who uh, um, researched and it's, Sometimes it can be a, a journey, a, a spiritual journey, too, that they see that the problems that when we went to communion on the hand, which is permissible in, in our church, sure, um, where it caused some sacrilege and, and a decline in um, belief. And um, I think that's been part of it, too. But, um, Mark, can you speak a little bit about, you know, a little bit of the history of communion in the hand and, and such like that? Because our early church has an interesting history about right, all that. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a prevailing thought right now that communion in the hand is, you know, it's absolutely uh, the worst thing you could possibly do. But in the early church, I mean, if we consider the Passover meal, uh, they would have broken the bread and then passed it to one another. That would be your typical Passover meal. We don't know much about how the early church practiced, but we do have evidence from St. Athanasius, St. Cyprian, St. John Chrysostom, uh, St. Basil. You have uh, St. Cyrus, and you have evidence of them receiving communion in the hand. And what they would often do is put put the left hand out, put the right hand, and form it like an altar. And the communion host would be placed in their hand, and very reverently they would receive Jesus on the hand. But as time went on and our understanding and love of Jesus in the Eucharist developed, Christians just began to receive Jesus on the tongue, directly onto the tongue from the pastor. Uh, and so, uh, from the priest, in persona Christi, so Jesus feeding his lambs directly in the mouth. It's a beautiful image. It's a beautiful practice. And the, the Catholic Church has not changed that. Saint uh, Pope Paul VI, Pope John Paul II, they, they did not change this practice, although some Episcopal conferences asked if they could have permission to um, to have communion in the hand. I'm not really sure why. We can speculate on that and on modernism and all this stuff, but it was granted by the Holy See. So there's just a brief history of communion on the hand and where we are today. What the Church wants us to do right now, according to Paul VI, is to still receive communion on the tongue. This ha- practice hasn't changed. 
And I think that we ought to, we ought to maintain that where we can. Uh, the point of this program, I think, is to say, though, where you have bishops now saying you can no longer receive uh, on the tongue because of the coronavirus, I think Catholics can, can say, all right, I, I don't agree with this. I don't like it. Um, I'm allowed to receive communion on the tongue in normal circumstances. But if my bishop is commanding me, now I have a choice to make. Either I receive Jesus Christ who said, take my body, eat my body, and he who eats my body and drinks my blood has eternal life. Or we 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 abstain from that. But, you know, can, can you folks still hear me over there? Oh, yeah. Yes, we are, we're you listening. Know, we're listening. Oh, yeah. you know yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, absolutely. I got, we're, yeah. we're, we're just, I got a little <laughs> thing popped up on the Internet. that says, you know, your your connection's unstable. And, and oh. I just thought, Oh, no. Well, yes. No, we're listening. This is good. Okay. So, so what I was saying is that we're faced with a choice now. Do I receive Jesus or not? And I think where people can be at peace is to is a the early church did practice communion in the hand, but with the most incredible reverence. Mm. And so the second thing is the Holy See has permitted it, where Episcopal conferences have allowed it. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going against church law; you're not breaking church law. But here's the thing, you know, communion in the hand today. This is why it's so controversial because we do see Catholics waltzing up to the Eucharist as if they're receiving a you know a, a piece of bubble gum. Mm-hmm, we toss yeah, it in our mouth. Yeah. So this is a sacrilege. It is a blasphemy. Mm-hmm. And, and Pope John Paul II and Paul VI said, you know, if you're going to do communion in the hand, the the bishops have a responsibility and the priests to make sure that this is done in a way that is in proper keeping and in proper reverence. Mm-hmm. And, and here's a problem. We just allow this law. Okay, you can receive communion in the hand. There's no instruction. There's no, and I'm speaking generally, by the way. Right. There's right. no mm-hmm. proper instruction of who this is you're receiving and how to receive them in, in the hand. Look, I'm, I'm just over 50 years old. I have never in my life re- heard one homily one instruction on how to receive Jesus properly. And and so if there's abuses out there, if only 30% of Catholics believe in the real presence, then we have not only a problem with the lay people receiving the Lord improperly, we have a problem with our shepherds not teaching the sheep. And let this whole COVID-19 thing be a way to reset. At least I hope it would Great be idea. in yeah. some parishes. Great idea. You know, Mark, we're, we're bumping up against the clock for our break. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have a lot more to ask you. So you're listening sure. to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio. We'll be back in a sec. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. The American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property has launched a Rosary Crusade to restore America to order. The Rosary Crusade travels with statues of Our Lady of Fatima throughout the country with plans to hold a Rosary Rally in Des Moines this Saturday, June 20th at 4 p.m. on the Capitol Steps, asking her Immaculate Heart to triumph in America and asking her to cover the country with her blessings. Learn more about the Rosary Caravan at tfp.org and search for the Rosary Campaign to Restore America. 
Thank you, Construction Professionals, for your support of Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Construction Professionals is a family-owned business dedicated to our customers. Whether designing, building, or renovating, we are here to better serve you. cpcustomhomes.com Everything we have is a gift from God, and in return, He expects us to be good stewards of what we have received. Through a grant from the Iowa Division of Insurance, Financial Literacy is an unbiased financial education program that is engaging, empowering, motivating, and available for free. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com Thank you, Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, for sponsoring my show. John Lee and Eddie in the Morning on Iowa Catholic Radio. Golden Rule, servicing Des Moines for over 15 years. They obey the rules to live by, especially the Golden Rule. Online at goldenrulephc.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred, double D, Haas, double A, fredhaas.com. Well, welcome back to Catholic Women Now here at Iowa Catholic Radio, where we're speaking with our guest, Mark Mallett, on receiving communion in the hand or on the tongue. It's been a little controversial with the guidelines gone in place for masks with COVID-19. So, Mark, before our break, you were talking a little bit about um, how we have lost that sense of awe and reverence for the Eucharist and how that's contributed to a lot of 30% of Catholics believing it. So when they receive, they're receiving it. It was just like, kind of like you said, it's bubble gum, just pop it in their mouth and walk (laughs) away. Um, So that, you know, I find that fascinating. But also, I, you know, in all of this, you know, I had this uh, come to me on Tuesday, uh, last week when I went to Mass for the first time after 90 days, and I was kneeling there after receiving our Lord, and I was kind of fiddling with my mask. I was like fuming a little bit about wearing the mask a little bit, and all of a sudden it just came to me. It's like, I will do whatever I can to receive the Eucharist. Mm. So, you know, yeah, kinda, don't kinda, deprive yourself. Don't either. That's the bottom the, line. Don't yeah, deprive yourself you of know, the Eucharist. And would you, would you kind of um, comment a little bit on that a little bit? Well, yes, because it, first of all, let me just say to your listeners, I receive communion on the tongue. I'm not saying this is a boast or anything like that, but I, <laughs> I, I think it's important for people to know I've, I've been practicing this for a long time. And in our parish, we can still receive this way. So we're not at this point under the pressure that some of you are where your bishops have said you can't. Um, if you can receive on the tongue, that's the way the church wants us to. But where you can't, here's the decision you're being faced with. Jesus, you know, a lot of people say, well, spiritual, I'll just do spiritual communion. And spiritual communion is a, it's a beautiful way to receive and to invite the presence of Jesus into your heart where you can't receive the Holy Eucharist. But when you can receive him and you can do it lawfully, boy, I'm telling you, for me personally, Jesus didn't say, you know, my flesh is true food. And my blood is true drink, but just make a spiritual communion with me. He said, <laughs> take and eat my body. He, who, whoever eats my body and drinks my blood has eternal life. Mm. And that was the command of our Lord. And so I'm hearing this and I'm just saying, if, that, if I receive eternal life through receiving Jesus, I don't think I'm going to, you know, possibly at this point, perpetually not receive him because i i honestly think we are in a situation we may not be able to receive jesus again 
uh, on the tongue in some parishes for a very long time. The way things are going, the way they're clamping down, the talk of the second wave. So I just, I would just encourage people, you know, don't be afraid. But if you have to receive on the hand, some people are doing it in a silk cloth. That was also a practice. Mm-hmm. Oh. Others receive in the right hand. And then they don't pick it up with their left hand, but they bend over. And this is what they also did in the early church and just lightly touch your tongue to the host and then stop. Observe your hand. Are there any other particles of the body of Christ in your hand? And if there is, consume those as well. I mean, this isn't a race. So if your pastor is requiring you to, Take your time to make sure that Jesus is properly received. Mm. And I think given the Lord's command, I personally am not going to refuse Jesus if that's the uh, the, uh, the, the structure, the I guess, that's been put in place in Mark, my parish. I, I love the way you speak of that with such reverence and the passion in you. Yeah. I mean, your love for the Eucharist is, is really contagious. I love it's that. Jesus. Thank you. Yes. It is. Thank you. You yes, know, and, and Mark, as you were explaining that so beautifully and so lovingly, I was thinking, you know, receiving in the hand in that manner says a statement to others, this is something. This mm-hmm. is more than just mm-hmm. a little piece of mm-hmm. wafer or mm-hmm. whatever, but this is something which is Part, you know, that's the witness. Mm-hmm. That's part of the witness we are called to do as yes. well as a church. Yeah. As a child, I remember when we first started moving to receiving in the hand, I was in seventh grade, and I remember thinking, ah, I get to touch it. I know. You know, but I think we've lost that sense of reverence because we're not kneeling down and receiving anymore. We're just taking it on our hands, like you said. And and we do have to be careful because, you know, people in the occult will take it and snatch it and have satanic masses with it as well. I mean, there's a lot of sacrileges going Mm -hmm. on. We have to be Mm -hmm. so careful. But I do like the idea of making your hand an altar. And just with the mm-hmm. reverence and, and, and receiving it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, Mark, you know what? We are out of time and we could just talk forever with you. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have you come back on another time and talk about one of your other topics that you have um, in your repertoire. So, Mark Mallett, thank you so much for joining us. And your website, could you just give that real quick for people to find you? Sure. It was wonderful to be with you this morning. Uh, my writings on this topic are at thenowword.com, just the way it sounds, thenowword.com. Oh, great. Thank All you. Right. Thank you so much, and God bless you, and keep up the good work. You too. Bless you too. Thank you. Well, this is Catholic Women Now, and we're grateful for the support of Cindy, or no, Fred Haas. Haas. I'm taking your route. <laughs> Fred Haas Law Offices. Fred Haas is a man who is, is the guy you want for um, any kind of personal legal services. If you've suffered an accident or an injury, find him online at fredhaas.com, Fred double D, Haas double A. 515-256-6301. Should we go out in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we just come to you today with grateful hearts, and Lord, just give us, instill in us courage, courage to speak your words, instill instill in us devotion to live and witness to others our great love for you and the love you have for us, Lord. Just put charity in our hearts, your love in our hearts, so that we can go forth and transform the world for you, win the kingdom for you, Lord. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Iowa Catholic Radio Rosary is up next at 9.30. It will also be at 9.30 p.m. tonight, and it's also listened to at 5.30 a.m. if you ever want to do that. Thank you for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now. We would ask that you please consider to make a $30 per month tax-deductible donation to Iowa Catholic Radio as we continue to teach, evangelize, and defend our Catholic faith.
Now go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris Magruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. On the radio voice for Catholic Women Now. 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. And on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Iowa Catholic Radio. Radio. 